Light from the Heavens Bonus of the Wicked Thing series Written by Phoenix Soul Read by Literarian Summary Distracted Sex it has been too many years since Crowley got to have Aziraphale like this, but the angel's attention seems to be elsewhere. 141 AD The grass underfoot had felt deceptively soft and lush, as it always does at first. A half hour later, however, the hardness of the ground is grating on Crowley's knees. He doesn't let that stop him, though. It has been too many years since last he got to have this, coming across Aziraphale at a time and place affording enough privacy for the angel to act on the looks of longing he gives Crowley. The way he has been looking at him for nearly a century now, after that fateful meeting in Rome. Crowley hadn't actually foreseen this turn of events tonight. Till now, all of their secret trysts had taken place inside four walls, with locked doors and an opaque, if not particularly sturdy, roof over their heads. This run-in on open grasslands would have, in the past, typically amounted to no more than an exchange of greetings and perhaps amiable conversation until the sun came up and they continued on their separate ways. Crowley had been anticipating just that, really, when Aziraphale appeared in the distance earlier, walking his way like a pale spectre glowing in the dark night. He hadn't anticipated the way Aziraphale trailed off during their talk, fixing Crowley with a sizzling look that has grown sharply familiar before he pulled the demon to him, down on him, on top of him. The way he'd breathed, needy and begging, Crowley, please. Crowley didn't stop him then, because he never does when Aziraphale gets like this. And he certainly isn't going to stop now, despite how hard the grassy ground is proving to be on his knees. There is no incentive strong enough to turn him away, not when he has Aziraphale under him like this, writhing and gasping as Crowley moves in him. A recurring experience, but rare and precious enough that Crowley counts and commits every encounter to memory. Aziraphale is lovely, so very lovely and demanding like always. Harder, he whispers, a familiar command. Crowley digs his fingers into the dirt where his hands are planted on either side of Aziraphale's head, ignoring the protest of his knees as he undulates his hips faster, thrusting harder, deeper into slick, tight heat. 
he is rewarded with a drawn-out moan and the rake of blunt fingernails down his back, stinging sharp enough for Crowley to know his skin is marked up. So lost is he in the devastating vision Aziraphale makes, nude and lit by starlight against the dark grass, that he almost misses it. The sudden furrow in Aziraphale's brows and the dart of his blue eyes over Crowley's shoulders. It happens again after Crowley boldly steals a kiss from Aziraphale's lips, and then, after Crowley sucks a bruise on his neck, he will have to miracle away later. Crowley's first thought is the grass. After a few minutes, being fucked into the hard ground probably doesn't feel good on Aziraphale's back. But Aziraphale, a contrived creature of comforts, is unapologetically upfront about such things. Yet he doesn't say a word, even when he stops looking at Crowley altogether. And now it has reached the point of insulting and, frankly, egregious, because Aziraphale has no business being distracted by the sky when Crowley is balls deep in his cunt the way Aziraphale demanded of him in the first place. The sky... His pale eyes seem to reflect every star as he looks, troubled and uneasy, over Crowley's shoulder at the unending expanse of glittering darkness above. His gaze darts here and there, and abruptly it becomes unsettlingly clear what has Aziraphale so on edge. It is as if a lump has lodged itself in Crowley's throat. He slows down, and Aziraphale doesn't take notice until Crowley has pulled out completely. Crowley? Aziraphale says then, startled as his legs are carefully unwrapped from around Crowley's waist. This was a bad idea, Crowley mutters. He feels inexplicably ridiculous as he kneels between Aziraphale's spread legs, still achingly hard and keenly aware of Aziraphale's pussy, glistening and empty and mere inches from his cock. Wait, says Aziraphale, propping himself up on his elbows as he looks worriedly at Crowley. What is... This... Crowley gestures vaguely around them. Out in the open, like this. Wait! Aziraphale begins to protest, but Crowley brings over Aziraphale's white tunic, carefully folded on the ground several feet away, with a wave of his hand. Get dressed. Crowley drops the garment on Aziraphale's stomach. Are we? Aziraphale's brows knit together in concern and confusion. You're really done? It appears you are, Crowley says flatly. Biting his lower lip, Aziraphale reaches for him. I... no, no, 
Crowley, I didn't. Next time we'll find an inn or something, yeah? Crowley waves over the dark, messy heap that is his own clothes. Aziraphale's mouth slackens with guilt as full understanding dawns. It's not like that, Crowley. We... he is fine. We can... Not gonna fuck you while you keep a lookout for her, Aziraphale, Crowley says sharply. Like you're about to fall any moment. Aziraphale inhales sharply. He grabs Crowley by the wrist when the demon makes to snap his clothes on. I wasn't. Sure, you were just counting the stars with a prick in your cunt. She knows already. Crowley goes very still. He stares at the angel. Aziraphale's cheeks are flushed. He drops his gaze. She must, surely. The Almighty is omniscient after all. That is true, Crowley supposes. He fidgets slightly, unsure how he is supposed to feel about her possibly being aware of every filthy thing Crowley and Aziraphale have got up to in bed. Bit uncomfortable, maybe. Inordinately smug, definitely. I'm sorry, my dear, Aziraphale says gently, jolting Crowley back to the present. I didn't mean to put you off so, but I certainly wasn't worrying about falling. On the contrary, I... I worried about you. Crowley blinks at him. What? Why? I don't presume to know why the Lord turns a blind eye to us, but I am certain my superiors wouldn't if... if we were caught... Crowley makes a face, immediately understanding who Aziraphale is referring to. Bunch of wankers. Who wouldn't hesitate to smite you, dear boy? Or worse. And what, Aziraphale? You think they can see us from the sky? That's not how it works. The angel sighs. <sighs> I am aware. But I cannot help worrying and, well, he bites his lower lip. Before tonight, we've never, not in such an open place like this. Hmm. Crowley looks at him carefully. We can stop and... I don't want to stop. Aziraphale says at once, in that determined, shameless way he does when he unequivocally wants something from Crowley when they are intimate. I do apologize for before, but please, Crowley, I want to. That is, if you still want to. What a silly thing to say, really, Crowley thinks as he drops his black tunic to the ground, to Aziraphale's blatant delight. The thing is, Crowley always wants to, and Aziraphale knows that. 
I'll make it up to you. Aziraphale says in a hushed voice, placing his own tunic aside. Yeah, you will. Aziraphale makes to sit up again, his eyes on Crowley's cock, but the demon pushes him back down. You want to make it up to me? Then, Angel, I want you to stay right there and take it. His words make Aziraphale's breath hitch, which immediately transforms into a plaintive cry when Crowley settles between his legs and lowers his mouth to Aziraphale's cunt. Afterwards, Aziraphale doesn't try to rush, unlike their usual clandestine meetings, and lets Crowley back inside him, trembling as the demon slowly fucks him over the edge again. He is still worrying, as Crowley notes from the handful of times Aziraphale's eyes dart back to the sky, but he rocks eagerly into every thrust, his pussy clenching down on Crowley's cock rhythmically, exciting and tormenting him in equal measure. And when their mutual pleasures crest at last, Aziraphale looks at none but Crowley, his cry of rapture echoing, uninhibited, at the heavens. 